0: My name's Graham Broughton and I'm Managing Director of Storesome. We create marketplaces that help you build, manage, grow and scale your business. As part of the We Are Pentacon Group, the leading marketplace e-commerce service provider, we have over a decade of experience managing marketplace stores for the world's leading brands. Building your own marketplace is the latest opportunity to drive online sales and Storesome is here to help you take full advantage of the platform revolution. Marketplaces are completely changing the trajectory of commerce, and I believe you should make it part of your business strategy. Get in touch at graham at storesome.com and book your one-on-one free consultation to explore how building a marketplace can help you achieve your business objectives. Storesome powering the platform revolution, is our podcast dedicated to bringing the latest thought leadership from experts in the e-commerce and marketplace industry. In our episodes, you'll uncover the latest trends and insights to help you accelerate your online business and gain expertise in a number of verticals crucial to success. The first season is dedicated to exploring the payments vertical and speaking with leading companies within the fintech industry. In this season, guests will include Recharge, Utrust, Shieldpay, Payoneer, Cybersource and Adyen. In this episode, I speak to Chase Alderton, Growth Marketing Manager at ReCharge. Recharge' mission is to empower stores by making subscription payments easy, with their payment integration allowing merchants to easily add recurring billing options. Subscription model businesses have really blown up during the COVID-19 pandemic, as people look to ensure stock of items they knew they'd regularly purchase. It's a really interesting space, and ReCharge are one of the leaders here. This was a really interesting conversation, and I personally learnt a lot. In this episode, you'll learn Chase's views on the impact of COVID-19 on the subscription space, the different types of subscription models that are available to retailers today, and finally, how brands get started with subscriptions. One point I took away from this was actually how subscription models can help retailers compete beyond price and against the likes of Amazon. In the end, Chase shares his best advice for e-commerce businesses, which is definitely worth sticking around to hear. Excellent, so welcome to this season's Focus on Fintech Industry with Storson, and today we're joined by Chase Alderton, Growth Marketing Manager at ReCharge Payments. Welcome Chase. Um, Thank you. I'm really looking forward to your thoughts and insights in the payments sector. This is a great opportunity for us to learn more about yourself and also the ReCharge platform. So before we deep dive into the interview itself, um, it'd be great to hear more about you and ReCharge.
1: Absolutely. So uh, thank you for the intro. My name is Chase Alderton, Growth Marketing Manager at ReCharge. Um, I kind of have a passion for for psychology and kind of making people think. So my my marketing background, um, producing content, you know, running webinars, doing podcasts, all this kind of stuff is it's exciting to to interact with other people, learn learn some some new viewpoints, um, kind of grow everyone's thinking together. Uh as far as recharge, we are a subscription billing platform. Um so all subscription programs, all subscription types run through our system, uh fully customizable, API-based, um, really gives merchants the power to create and grow their own businesses from a subscription standpoint.
0: Fantastic, that's great. And just for everyone's benefit, I'm Graham Broughton. I'm the co-founder and managing director of Storsum. Uh, from a personal perspective, I've been in the marketplace industry for just over 10 years. So I set up my own uh, business selling car parts and automotive components on eBay and Amazon. Um, I, I generated in within two to three years a seven-figure uh, seven annual sales business. And then I joined a company called We Are Pentagon Group, And what the We Are Pentagon Group do is specialise in taking large brands and retailers and uh, growing them on marketplaces. So we've worked and I've worked with domestically and internationally with the likes of Dyson, Next, Sports Direct, the Arcadia Group, uh, Canon, BMW. So huge enterprises and global brands and launching them and making them successful on marketplaces. Uh, this year, we uh, launched a new solution, which is a SaaS platform solution called Storesome. And StoreSum enables uh, large brands and retailers to effectively build their own marketplaces. And as part of this uh, fintech uh, series, we're, we're talking to um, new, upcoming and uh, game changers in the market of fintech. Um, and what really interests me as part of Recharge is that you guys are doing something which is uh, what, what Amazon have been trialling for the past few years in terms of the subscription-based model. Um, you know, you, you, I think we'll come on to it in a little while in terms of kind of how the commercial aspect works a bit for you, but, you know, there's some really nice levers that Recharge can um, enable for people who operate on Shopify, but also from our perspective, if you're looking to build a marketplace, then the Recharge solution, again, looks like something that is uh, a value, very much a value add in terms of the commercial proposition. Um, so let's kick off. I won't try and keep the, cu- the, uh, the questions too hard, um, but it'd be really good to get your insight, Chase. So, um, you know, COVID has really impacted um, in terms of the digital enablement piece um, and the subscription revolution, you know, I can see that making a huge impact in this, in this space. Um, so how do, you see, how do you see e-commerce brands and retailers kind of embracing this subscription model at the moment?
1: It's a great question. Awesome place to start. I, I think the, the big thing that COVID did from an e-commerce perspective is just fast forward us into the future a bit. The last eight to 10 years have been kind of moving this direction where everything's going online. Um, the term multi-channel and omni-channel is, is popping up a lot. So brands are moving away from brick and mortar and moving more towards online sales. Um, all this did was speed it up uh, a handful of years. You know, people say two to 10, 20 years, whatever. Um, but the subscription revolution is exciting, but it's really just a, a piece of the e-commerce revolution in general. Um, I think people who are uh, this kind of like Gen Z, Gen Y area, they've grown up with subscriptions. They've grown up on e-commerce, so not a lot has changed for them. The the big changes that we're seeing is this like Gen X, uh, Baby Boomers area. Um, a lot of them are coming online for the first time and they're buying things online learning how this whole shipment process works, learning about, you know, shipment times and, and taxes and fees and all these kind of things, but it's just a convenience factor. Um, that's ultimately what it comes down to. There's, there's a long list of benefits and we can get into acronyms and LTV and AOV and all these kind of things, but ultimately what it comes down to is convenience. Uh, for, for the end buyer, they're getting the products that they need, not even want, they're getting products that they need exactly at the timeframe uh, on their schedule, delivered to their front door. You don't have to leave your house. Um, it's convenient. It's easy. It's simple. It's easy to manage. It's all customized. So it makes it really, really easy and simple for the end user. Um, they're in, p- in control of everything. They have all the power. Um, so we're just kind of moving forward into the future, but faster. Um, I think this is totally the direction that everyone's going to be going in the next five to 10 years is just having some sort of arm online.
0: Excellent, and, and effectively you're, you're squarely in that set. So in terms of what Recharge does, um, opposed to competitors, you know, you talked about convenience and implementing the solution. How do you guys differ in this sector um, in that respect? What What's kind of different about the Recharge proposition?
1: So we're trying to push the boundaries a little bit more. Um, it's a little bit confusing because we, we try to open up a lot of different options for merchants because every business is different. You know, whether you're selling toilet paper versus coffee versus meal delivery kit versus, um, you know, soap for your dishwasher. Um, everything, every business is totally different. So it's really hard to say like, here's our new solution, boom, it's out, everyone go get it. Um, but we're, we're trying to open up our APIs and we're trying to allow merchants to build for themselves. Um, one of the things that we've been talking about for a little while now that really starts to differentiate is this membership model. Um, so kind of taking a step back, we we have three different subscription types that we like to talk about. Uh, replenishment is the first one. This is kind of just your classic subscription model when you think uh, stick with a bag of coffee example. You know you like your coffee. It ships the same time every month. It's same cost. It's the same thing over and over again. They just replenish what you already have. Curation is the second one. Um, think subscription box. So some sort of like, Hey, we're going to ship you, um, you know, a couple snacks or food or you know, whatever it may be, but it's usually a curated section. You as the, as the buyer don't really know what you're getting for every shipment. It's more of just, Hey, I love your product. I love what you guys stand for. Ship me you know, your products. This last one, we, we, we kind of call access. There's a few different ways to, to enable that, but a membership model is, is the big one. So um, we have a brand on recharge called freshly picked. Uh, They do mother and daughter uh, match moccasins. So like clothes, uh, which is not usually a subscription product that you would think of. It's not a consumable. Um, But what they do is their subscription model isn't actually selling products. They give you access to this membership model. So it's $10 a month. Um, They actually credit your account for $10 immediately, so you're not losing any money in there. Um, They give you free shipping. They give you 20% discount across the entire store, and then they can actually gate certain products and certain items. So when they have new releases or flash sales or things like that, you only get to see those if you're part of this membership program. Um, It's boosting retention like crazy. People are going through the roof. Um, They stay subscribed for months and months and months on end. Um, It's predictable revenue for the merchant. Um, and it's, it's just, it's goes back to this convenience idea. Everybody wants to be able to have their products on their timeline. Um, this way, you know, you're part of a club It kind of plays into that psychology idea. You're part of the team, um, and you get your products when you want, um, based on this membership model. So that's, that's a cool one that we're, we're starting to push a bit more. Um, it's very Amazon prime focused, actually. It's, it's kind of that, that idea. You're not actually buying anything on Amazon prime. You just buy access to that membership and then you get all the benefits associated with
0: it. Understood. And that's that's really interesting because, um, you know, when I, I, I first found out about Recharge and what you guys are doing, I'm thinking, oh, this is this is really interesting. You know, it, it potentially helps the, the customer in terms of, you know, that retention and the kind of the sales piece. But actually, there's quite a lot that, that the brand and the supplier can get out of this. You know, you talked about forward, forward casting um, wholesale products. So, you know, if someone is signed up to six months worth of a, of, a, of a membership, they could potentially bulk buy those products knowing that they're gonna sell X amount. They could potentially you know, get, get better rates on that. They can manage their cash flow much better. There's multiple points from the supplier side um, that actually are kind of enabled through having this forward purchase piece. Um, which is super interesting, actually. It's really interesting because again, you can be much stronger in that area then, and you can actually offer the customer better rates as well. Um, so that is that is that is very very interesting. I mean, um, the I think when you talked about the access component, that is very again. This is a new thing that's happened in the UK. There's a company called Stitch Fix, um, which effectively kind of creates. Um, it's more of a create a curated wardrobe for people, but you pay a ten pounds. You have a year too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you have effectively you pay ten pounds, and someone puts a, a box of clothes together for you, and you know a stylist sends that out to you, and there's some really smart AI that happens in terms of kind of profiling information about what the, the person wants to look like, and then effectively once a month you'll buy a new outfit, and it costs you like two hundred dollars or a few hundred pounds. Um, again, there's a convenience piece there. There's a forward buying piece there. Um, there's you know there's you're actually tapping into people in terms of what they want to do and how they interact with product as well. So you're actually touching multiple points with something as simple as a, as, as a kind of a, a recharge payment solution. That's really interesting. You touched on um, one of the the the, uh, the, the, the matching moccasins um, as an example have you got a, like a, an example you can share with us in terms of where this subscription model has literally just revolutionized their business or a business that, that you're working with
1: absolutely uh, one of uh, we actually have a case study forward on our website one of my my favorite brands and it's a super unsexy business model but um, it's a um, uh, totally blanking on name, uh, prescription supplements. So it's, it's not just one of these classic, um, like, you know, buy your collagen, buy your protein, all that kind of stuff. Um, they actually run a doctor's office and they have, they see patients every day. And then based on, you know, what they find, they prescribe certain supplements for there. So when they kind of revamped their site and they relaunched the agency that was helping them rebuild this thing, um, sub- suggested subscriptions. It's, it's a natural way to do that. So huge benefit for the merchant because not only do they get to forecast and they can see their, their revenue, you know, two, three, four, six, twelve 12 months in the future. Um, they can work on inventory, all those kind of things, but it also boosts the efficacy of the actual program because people who need these supplements for health reasons, you know, again, we're not talking, you know, protein powder or pre-workout or any of this kind of stuff. People who actually need health supplements, they're getting these things exactly at the cadence that they want for the business, they can forecast. They're they're getting all these orders coming through. Um, it's kind of a win win for for all situations.
0: Understood. So that, yeah, that means that makes total sense. Um, so so I'm a business. I, I I'm looking at potentially implementing some kind of subscription based model, or I've got existing products that I think you know I've seen these customers coming back once every quarter or once you know half a year. How, where do I start? What do I do? How do I, you know, I, I pick up the phone and say, Chase, I'm really interested in the subscription model. What's the next step? A
1: Couple different things. And, and I apologize in advance for being a little vague, but again, it, it comes back to what your, what your product is. Um, if you're selling something that's consumable, if you're selling a food, if you're selling a bathroom product, um, we usually say kitchen and bathroom are the really, really good fits for subscription. Those things you just absolutely churn through. You need those over and over again. Um, If it's a consumable product, literally flip it on tomorrow and see what happens. Um, It's really easy that if you're selling coffee, flip it on subscription and see how many people love your product and they want it month over month. If you're selling trash bags, if you're selling dish soap, uh, toothpaste, all these things, it's not a sexy product, but it's things that people need every day. So flip that on literally tomorrow and see what happens. Um, As with every business model, you're not going to really see huge impact until you put some money behind it, until you have a strategy behind it. Um, so I think the membership model is a huge one. Um, but if you're looking for, for a kind of more in-depth model, um, it really does involve looking at some strategy, figuring out how you're going to work the placement on your website. Um, a couple brands that we're seeing now that are being really successful and growing really quickly have a strategy to, to talk about subscriptions on their homepage. Kind of first and foremost, you hit their landing page, you see the product subscribe. It's the first thing. Um, people are starting to get comfortable with that and they're familiar with that. So having people understand that, okay, I can get this, you know, it's a great product. I know I want it once now I can get this month over month. Um, that's a good way to get people kind of primed and understanding what they want to do. Um, the other one, and and you kind of hit the nail on the head with stitch fix is the sort of like onboarding quiz idea. Um, takes a little bit more time and more strategy upfront to set up, but have someone hit your landing page and instead of directing them to a specific product and say, Hey, you want this shirt put them through some sort of quiz and say, what kind of things are you looking for? If we stick with clothes, um, you know, are, are you looking for tops? Are you looking for bottoms? Um, are you on Zoom calls so you don't care about bottoms, you just want the tops, you just want sweaters? Um, like what kind of seasons is it? What are things you usually wear? That's all customer data that you can then store on profile and you understand what people are wanting day to day um, and then when actually you actually ship them things, like the Stitch Fix example, you know that you're, you know, you're way more likely to ship them something you actually want rather than, you know, here's a pants and a shirt and a pair of socks. When you know I was actually looking for a jacket.
0: Understood. And I think the um, so thanks for that. I think the the replenishments thing uh, for me has always been relatively difficult in terms of when we when we've looked at managing large um, brands, FMCG brands on marketplaces. Mm-hmm. I think you know if you look at, if you try and launch them on a an eBay, it's very difficult. You have to create bundles almost. So you almost have to create a three month supply to get that in, individual transaction. Whereas Amazon, um, you know, effectively what normally happens is they they take it through their, their 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 own fulfillment center and then then bundle that together so they can offer yep. that kind of that almost in store in supermarket in branch um, price but they effectively bake all of the, uh, the shipping charges in. If you're an independent, there must be a sweet spot in terms of that price point. So, you know, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, coffee or you talked about bleach or toilet roll or something along those lines. There must be a sweet spot in terms of the average selling price that you need to hit for this to be effective. Can, can you share any information on what that normal profile looks like in terms of, you know, that, that, that retailer?
1: Absolutely, I love this question. There's, I'm not going to be able to give you an actual dollar value because all products are are different things. But um, the the direction I like to go for this question is um, owning the brand and owning the experience. Um, The experience is something we talk a lot about. Um, We we frankly we are competitors with Amazon. Um, They sell thousands and thousands of products. I don't need to brief anyone on what Amazon does. But if you're looking for the cheapest, simplest bag of coffee, and you don't care about being in a community or where the coffee came from or any of the stuff, go to Amazon. And that's fine, um, there's no problem with that. There's no issue with buying something cheap and, and just getting it for the, for the replenishment and getting exactly what you need, no problem. The brands that we like to support and the brands that really see success are ones that own the experience. So there's a sticking with the coffee example, um, one of the, the brands on recharge is called Atlas Coffee um the the cool thing that they do is they have this whole onboarding quiz they let you pick out exactly the coffee you want um you can do the grind you can do how frequently the quantity all these kind of things but the coolest part about it is once you actually purchase from them when you're in your customer portal and you can see the next shipment that's coming or the previous shipment that you got they have like an education section that shows you you know this type of coffee came from this region in Colombia, Uh, it was grown this specific way, you should taste these kind of flavors, here's a great way to pair this with some sort of milk or foam or cream or whatever you're trying to do. Next month, here's the same thing, this is what we're gonna ship out, it's from this region in Brazil, here's the tasting notes, all those kind of things. So kind of avoided your question a little bit on on pricing, Um, but people generally are aware of this experience and if they're looking for something like that, which in our experience a lot of these customers do, you look for something to be a part of a community. You look for something to, to really understand quality of a product. It's, it's just no question. You're, you're able to pay a little bit more money based on Amazon because you're just getting a better experience out of the whole thing.
0: That's a great answer because what you were effectively saying is that the, the customer the customer is changing. It. The Gen Z and the Gen X, actually, it's not just about price. It's beyond price. It's about, you know, can I buy it from someone who's 20 miles away from me or 10 miles away? Away from me you know is this sustainably creative is it ethically creative exactly um, and then adding that convenience layer in is all part of the kind of a package that you're trying to offer so it's not just price driven and convenience driven actually it's it's more of a, um, a whole cultural component that you're trying to effectively enable and uh, your, your solution does that and it effectively does it more efficiently and um it, it, it commercially viable for, for the retailer because they're baking that in as part of the journey and they're not just buying some coffee they understand where the coffee's coming from how to roast it what the accompaniments maybe come with that what you know it might be a, a biscuit or something else and, and exactly. you're kind of you're, you're buying into a lifestyle rather than just a, a kind of a, a very transactional based um solution effectively
1: you're spot on. And, and the, the crazy thing about this that we need to keep in mind is that there, there are a hundred variables, probably even more, more than a hundred variables, but there's a lot of things that go on in this buyer journey. So are you looking for something that's the best quality? Are you looking for something that's cheapest price Are you fast shipping, cheap shipping? There's all these kinds of things. Uh, we, we work with a lot of companies in Canada. Our, do you ship to Canada based in the US? All of these kind of things play into this. So price is just one of those things. It's a big hurdle. It's obviously a a big one that a lot of people uh, have a hard time getting over. But if you can get all of those variables in the right place, there is a customer market for you somewhere and price is just one thing to overcome.
0: Awesome. Um, Just one final question then before we kind of wrap up. It'd be really good to understand how recharge has been affected by by what's happened um, internationally with the the current uh, COVID pandemic. Has it been an accelerator for your business? Has, have you had more people reach out? What, what, what's, it, what's the kind of impact been for you guys?
1: We have grown quite a bit, actually. Um, since this hit in about February, March, April-ish, depending on what region of the country you're in or region of the world you're in, really, um, we definitely saw a dip initially. Um, I think people just kind of shocked and, and unsure about what was going on. Um, I think this whole entrepreneurial movement of everyone trying to be their own boss and, and start their own thing and really own something... Um, that was a huge benefit for us. Um, we see a lot of companies kind of pop up overnight and say, you know, okay, I, I was let go from this job or whatever. I've always wanted to do this with my life, um, and people start business and they've grown very quickly. Um, we enabled a lot of those companies to help go from this zero to thousand subscriber mark. Um, we have seen things grow really, really fast. Some of the verticals are, are pretty common. You you kind of assume that these things would grow. We see a lot of food and beverage growth. Um, actually, we saw. We saw alcohol in the beverage category surpass non-alcohol in April for the first time in recharge history. So take that for for what that means. (laughs) Um, A lot of home goods. So we've kind of been talking about this like toilet paper, um, coffee's one of them, Um, cleaning products. Cleaning products were huge. Um, A lot of those kind of things have been blasting through the roof. Uh, But since then, we've kind of seen a a lot of things level off. Um, so, kind of taking this back full circle of just kind of the e-commerce industry moving a couple of years forward into the future. Don't really see any kind of drastic changes now. Everybody's busier. Everybody's doing more. There are a lot more businesses using Recharge, employing a subscription business model. Um, but a lot of it is just kind of kind of back to normal now. Um, just just more of them.
0: Okay, understood. So effectively, it's been positive for you, it's accelerated for you, but you're seeing a bit of a plateau. But again, it should organically grow now over the next few years as well as people adopt more and this becomes more of a normal kind of process.
1: Right, right. Spot on. I think we saw we saw a dip initially, we saw a spike right after that, and then it's kind of normalized since then. Um, okay. Projections are definitely higher than, I'm sorry, we, we've, we're seeing more growth than where projections were. Um, so yep. I think people are employing the business model already, but it'll, it'll only continue to grow as time goes on.
0: Fantastic. Um, what I do like to ask our interviewees, um, is the kind of the final question before I do a quick wrap up is, um, you know, you're obviously, um, an industry expert in this sector. Um, it'd be good for our, uh, our audience to understand if you could give like one key takeaway piece of advice for our, our listeners, um, what would it be?
1: Are we talking for for uh, actual subscription brands?
0: I think you could talk about subscription brands and then maybe you have another one about kind of you know your your kind of experience in the e-commerce industry you know what what has been one of those things that someone said to you or something that you learned and you went, you know what that's really stuck with me
1: so for for brands it it really is uh, focus on the experience uh, the experience is everything I, I touched on that a little bit. But if you're if you're selling a product for the sake of selling a product and trying to make money off of it, it's not going to work. People are going to go to Amazon. They're going to find a cheaper, better way to do this. Focus on building a community. Uh, membership model is one way to do that, but build a community, find the group of people that actually are interested in your product, genuinely interested. Um, not only are those the ones who are going to be subscribed for the longest period of time, but they're your greatest brand evangelists also. So they'll be the ones who are telling their friends, telling their family, Um, creating user generated content, putting that on social media, gathering you more followers, more subscribers. Um, that's the best way to do it that I've seen a lot of the brands that we've seen grown pretty significantly over the past six, seven months are the ones who have, who've built these communities.
0: Understood. that's brilliant. So just to uh, to wrap up then, Chase, first of all, I'd like to thank you once again for, uh, for taking this interview. I think we've covered a phenomenal amount of ground over 20 minutes. You know, I've definitely learned a lot. Um, the kind of the three structures that you offer, the replenishment, the curation, and this kind of growing and emerging access section. The benefits, not just for the customer in terms of kind of the conversion and the convenience, but also the kind of the life journey and the culture that they're buying into. Um, the What's really interested me, I'll be honest with you, is the is the plus size for the retailers in terms of the cash flow component pieces, the wholesale in the stock, the prediction in terms of what they need to do. Um, that was a very more, much an enlightening component as we discussed. four I was thinking, hang on a second, this is actually very very interesting. Um, the kind of accessibility of of what's happening in this subscription space and how it's being affected both in FMCG but more in curated product ranges. Um, And to be quite honest with you, it's been great talking to you today, Chase. So this is your final plug to kind of see if anyone wants to get in touch, who who, who should we contact and where should we go?
1: Feel free to email me directly, chase at rechargeapps.com. Otherwise, feel free to connect on LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, I think both of those are just at Chase Alderton. Super easy and simple. I'm happy to connect. I'm happy to talk about this stuff all day long. I, I love nerding out about all things subscription.
0: Fantastic. And uh, it's been Graham Broughton from storesome.com And uh, thanks again. And this is the end of the uh, session.
1: Thanks, Graham. Appreciate it.
0: Perfect. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to explore how developing a marketplace could help you grow your business, get in touch with me at, at storesome.com. If you'd like to get in touch with the guest, their details will be in the show notes. Don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn at Graham Broughton. That's B-R-O-U-G-H-T-O-N, Graham Broughton on LinkedIn. And please do share this episode with anyone you feel would benefit from listening to it. See you in the next episode.